Hey, welcome back to Vaguely Adults. You have one half of your favorite vaguely looking adults here today. I'm one of your hosts, Serana, and today we're going to be going over the 2021 Formula One season. Now, we're going to start this off by saying that I am a very new fan to Formula One. I only got into it because one of my friends, Slen, actually was like, hey, I think you might be interested in this Netflix show. Do you want to give it a go? And then uh, we binged all of it in just a few days. All of this is going to be my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm not out to offend anyone. This is just purely my thoughts and opinions about the season as a new fan getting into the circus that is Formula One. So, let's get this out of the way before uh, we get any further. Starting off watching Drive to Survive. I was not the biggest Lewis fan. Over the progression of the season, however, that changed after getting to kind of know him outside of the grid, watching interviews and, you know, getting a little bit more understanding of what he does to give back to the community. I think he's a great lad. Driving, somewhat controversial here and there. But my favorite drivers, Daniel Ricciardo, Pierre, Carlos, of course, Charles. Having favorite drivers doesn't necessarily mean that their skills are up to par, and I think this season has definitely shown a lot of struggles. You know, when I came in, I knew that Daniel has gone across a couple of teams from Red Bull to Renault to McLaren, and uh, yeah, I can't say that this season was spectacular by any means. Going back and having watched a lot of his Red Bull performances and how he was able to handle that car and how different he's struggled almost all season despite the one win at Monza but uh yeah kind of a disappointing season for him anyway that's not where we're gonna go we're gonna start off with the constructors championship Mercedes took first place once again uh yeah there's not much to say there They're, they had an incredibly strong season I think Valtteri kind of he had his ebbs and flows, but, you know, for the performances that Lewis put in, I think it was a very, very strong season for Mercedes, and I'm very much looking forward to next season. But, yeah, Red Bull, I'm uh, big Max fan once I started the season in June. Just off the bat, I thought he was outperforming the car, I feel like, because if you compare performances with Sergio, like, Sergio was doing amazingly well, all things considered, looking at Red Bull's history, but... Max just absolutely killed it. He had one of the craziest, best seasons, I would say. Also, I should say that once I get into something, I do incredible deep dives and go as far back as I can. I've not watched old races, but I've definitely gone back and watched a lot of the highlights that's on the Formula One channel, and I've been consuming a lot of the race content and WTF1. It's, yeah, I kind of, I went in the deep end and, uh, this is where I am now. But yeah, Ferrari, decent season, I can say. I was very surprised at Carlos's performance the entire season because I thought he was going to take a little more time to adapt to the new car, the new systems. And yeah, he was doing absolutely incredible and ranked higher than Charles in the uh, driver standings. So yeah, 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 yeah. Very excited to see what's to come for him because I think he's going to be a very important driver to look at in the coming years. Definitely world champion material, in my personal opinion. I don't want to... Anyways, yeah, McLaren, 
Lando had an amazing start to the season and then yeah, it just got sad when, you know, he lost his uh he was really, really going for that first win in Sochi and then it the weather it was it was absolutely gutting. Uh even though being a new fan watching those races, it was just I felt for the guy. Alpine, I don't really have strong opinions on Alpine. AlphaTauri, though, Pierre has outperformed that car in amazing, amazing ways. And he put that car in places that it really shouldn't have been, I feel like. Being a midfield car and qualifying in the top 10, top 4, top 6 definitely deserves to be in the sport. But I really would love to see him in a more capable machine. Aston Martin... Gotta say, pretty disappointing overall. Not sure if that was just because of not vibing with the car. I mean, they're seven, so it's not that bad. Williams, I mean, obviously Mr. Saturday himself, George Russell, he really, really put on a show this season. You know, his qualifying in Spa and getting P2, it's... We're not going to talk about the quote-unquote race because I still don't think that Sunday was an actual race. But the podium regardless, and it was... Uh, yeah. Qualifying, though, was absolutely spectacular. Spectacular. Alfa Romeo, thoughts on that is that I'm sad to see Kimmy go because it was very, very interesting to see him this season and kind of get to know him as a driver and as a person. And I think he's a really interesting guy. And uh, yeah, I'm sad that I only got into it now and have to say goodbye to him. But Antonio's off to Formula E. Best of luck to him. Very sad that he's going because going to miss looking at his face but and last at, I was going to say last but not least but last and least favorite team Haas I am just so sad for Mick to be in that car because it just yeah they've put a lot of resource into the 2022 car apparently so I'm very excited to see what that's going to turn out to be like but Haas Come on, man. <laughs> I, uh, at most, that was a Formula 2 car. At most. They're, uh, What an awful season for them. Honestly, just dead last. Zero points. Zero. Quite unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. Anyway, so, going to the driver's standings. I wonder if I should rank this based on, based on my preferences of drivers i guess hmm. okay if i had to pick my top five drivers personality wise i would do daniel then daniel is number one best personality on the grid then i would pick sebastian as number two love that guy very happy that i got to know him now and not earlier in his career because uh yeah controversial past but uh love the guy now and uh love that I love the work that he's doing and, you know, the representation that he's trying to showcase on the grid. A lot of his uh, pride shirts and things that he's standing up for. Okay, I have Daniel and Sebastian. Then I think I'm going to go Charles for number three. And then, oh, personality, personality. That's uh that's a, uh, okay, we're going Pierre. We're going Pierre for number four. And then number five favorite personality on the grid. I think it's going to be a tie between George and Mick because I love the behind the scenes stuff with Mick and Sebastian. I think that's absolutely lovely and I love that little relationship. But yeah, so my top five and a half, I guess, on the grid is 
Daniel, Sebastian, Charles, Pierre, and Mick. No one asked for that, but yeah, that's that's what uh what I had to say about that. I'm gonna have a no comment on Nikita being 21 out of 20 on the driver standings for 2021. Just yep, that's my uh, thoughts on that. <sighs> Overall, I think the 2021 season was the craziest season it was the most ridiculous time for me to actually get into the sport and i have absolutely no regrets it was a spectacle and a half i have no doubt that max deserved that title he had an amazing season and showed his capabilities and how well he was able to handle a car in absolutely tough circumstances and it's just the way that it ended that still feels a bit murky to me it just felt a little not okay i hope that the investigation towards the fia actually turns out a reasonable result where we have better racing better rules better people calling the shots because currently the people in charge don't seem fit enough to be able to handle those things but yeah what can i say it is just a spectacle in a theater performance really at the end of the day so regardless I, I don't think there's a yeah but regardless those are my thoughts on that and looking forward to the 2022 driver lineup the team that i'm most excited about honestly is russell and mercedes i really want to see him race alongside lewis because i think that would be an amazing kind of mentorship thing yes it's the english bias amongst themselves i'm not english i don't have english bias but yeah i think it would be very interesting to see you know seven almost eight time world champ mentor george and uh take him to new highs because george's secure performance was amazing that's one of the things that i learned very early on because it, it had like a tiny snippet in drive to survive and i was very interested because i was like oh why are these pictures of george in a mercedes you know suit and i was like oh he did that in a car that was too small for him, in shoes that were too small for him, and still finished ninth, although he was leading for a very long time and, you know, being very much on par with Valtteri and puncture happened and everything went south, but what can you do? Also very interested to see Alex back on the grid, loved his personality in Drive to Survive when he was in the show. The rest of the grid was not mixed up as it normally is, so, you know, I think Ferrari is going to be one to look out for next year. I'm, I've am i not really picked a team that I'm backing because I still want to see, you know, what's going to be going on in preseason testing. And then once the races actually get on its way, it would be very interesting to see the new developments, what certain teams started to actually focus on more and overall the new development of the cars. In conclusion, the last set of thoughts, Haas being Haas. I get it, the car sucks, but being 21 in a 20-driver lineup, uh, especially when you've shown better capabilities and, you know, Formula 2 and etc., uh, I just expected expected something more. But again, it's a combination of the car and it being incredibly undrivable. But, I mean, Mick took that Haas into places it shouldn't have been as well. So how much can you say it's the... The car and not just the combination of the car and the skin. Anyway, anyway, let me let me let me stop. Closing thoughts. For 2022, I would really like to see some Russell podiums. I'd like to see some Sebastian podiums. Fingers crossed for maybe a Schumacher podium. I feel like that might be asking for too much, but 
with all the new regulations and, you know, just all the general changes and the car being entirely new, who knows if we're going to see a one-off champion? We have no idea. Can't really tell until the testing and stuff starts off. But, uh, yeah, very excited to see how this new season is going to unfold, who's going to be at the top, who's going to be fighting for that championship, and uh, how these cars are going to perform. The liveries are also going to be very exciting. Well, yeah, until then, I hope you've enjoyed me rambling about Formula One, and if this is of any interest to you guys, let me know, and uh, maybe I'll keep doing it. But as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you have, remember to subscribe, like, do all the things. Find us on any of your favorite podcasting sites. Rate us, leave a comment, leave a review. It really does help a lot. And as always, hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying well. Hope you're staying hydrated. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.